0: Oh, hi there. Welcome back to Showhoppers. Today we are covering Watchmen, Episode 6, This Extraordinary Being. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher, watching uh, Watchmen for the second time. This is a rewatch for me because I love it so very, very much. And I'm watching with my co-host and former student who's watching for the first time, Kurt. Kurt, say cheese. Uh, What does that mean? I love watching pictures.
1: (laughs) i don't know that was a reference to in the episode say cheese it's a the opening
0: scene with uh, oh you're right you're sorry yeah yeah. okay (laughs) i got you (laughs) okay yeah uh, I don't. I don't feel comfortable quoting anything in the middle section. Only at the very beginning and the very
1: end. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is always your tendency.
0: No, I mean especially for this episode. Yeah, especially for this one. Yeah, there's a <laughs> oh, yeah. lot of. No. Yeah. I, I, I will not be quoting. a lot of stuff said yeah (laughs) Yeah. anyway uh, this is uh this is the sixth episode this is uh this extraordinary being and i'm assuming that you've watched it otherwise we would not be recording yet so why don't we guess each other's ratings rating kurt I think you loved this episode. I think you loved everything about it. I think you, I mean, you're you're a sucker for Hooded Justice. And I mean, if you wanted some Hooded Justice, you got some Hooded Justice. <laughs> this is the origin story of Hooded Justice. It tells you who he is in this universe that we've been exploring for the past five episodes. Uh, I think you like the cinematography of it. I think you like everything about it. And you gave it a 10. I think, I don't
1: think you're actually that much into Hooded Justice, I mean I, I do like hooded justice a lot um the lack of a fight scene, I think was it makes sense for the episode, but I think that was a, a small annoyance. We don't see a lot of any other characters, no way especially ever have, especially after having him for such a large portion of the last episode and they ended a, on a bit of a cliffhanger, like what was the seventh cavalry doing there so the episode's really good, but they leave a lot that I think annoyed you especially with compared to lost so I think you gave a a 10 <laughs> that's a great episode i don't know what i'm saying I'm, of course i gave this a 10 <laughs> yeah, this is so good <laughs> this oh is like God. oh my goodness this is this is easily my favorite episode to watch oh is, yeah <laughs> it's such a well shot episode like oh like i don't like i was like how many clean transitions like from when angela's like jumping through the window slash will or mm-hmm. like them showing the past through the doorway, and like I can't even yep. describe all the
0: like, just all the cool angles they did. I don't, they did so many, it was so nice. <laughs> I know, I, I know, I, honestly, this is. To me, in my eyes, this is to Watchmen what International Assassin is to the Leftovers. That's what I
1: was thinking of. Yeah, I was like, "This is such a great episode."
0: (laughs) Yeah, this could be
1: like the best episode of anything I've watched. Right, so
0: good. (laughs) Right, it's it's like because you've never you've never seen anything like this. No, I've never seen anything like this. This is (laughs) beyond anything I could have ever expected. I was shown this thing, and I was amazed by it. I mean, and that's just that's just like the. The storytelling aspect of it, then when you get into the content of it, my god, the universe is... building. Oh, <laughs> now,
1: now it does make me a little sad. That this is like, well, it's supposed to be canon. It's not mm-hmm. like, it's not, um, it's not Alan Moore. Alan Moore canon. canon yeah, know, I know. Which to me means something cause I, you know the, but, oh, but it is still DC canon, which is, it is. good. Stuff. I mean, it's it's still canon. It's canon. Right. That makes me happy. I guess Alan <laughs> Moore should say a, l- a right. little sad note there, but it's still fine, and I enjoy it. And it's. I mean i it caught me like i i i had a pause and I made noise when i was, when he put on that hood I was like, oh my <laughs> goodness, he's hooded justice i never I never realized I never thought about that
0: <laughs> you when they put the hood over him to hang him
1: or- no no, no when when he when they when he um when they cut him loose, you know it was a warning, oh yeah yeah, and he was walking and yeah he saw the the mugging. oh ink. yeah that's when you that's when you first Made the connection. Well, yeah, when he put on the hood and he had yep. still had the noose around his neck, I'm like, yep. oh my goodness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he beats him up. I'm like, he's yep. hooded justice.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> Amazing, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That was yeah. really good. Amazing. And then once you start thinking about the themes of this, I mean, this is tough stuff to, to think about. This is, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy who I think the way that Damon Lindelof described it was he, he, has to wear a mask beneath his mask because if anybody finds out that he's not white, he's going to be murdered.
1: Yeah, yeah, it changes, it, it'll completely change like the connotation of what he is. He won't be a hero as much as just
0: like some petty person, like right doing stuff. Yeah, right. I and I, you know, so the other thing is, is I feel like now at this point, I think. Uh, other than maybe Dan Dreiberg and Dr Manhattan the audience is mostly caught up to you know the, the, where where you would be starting the series with with the background information
1: you could well, i don't know if you enjoy it quite as much but you yeah
0: so mm-hmm. uh, and interestingly little off had a so be, i think i've mentioned before there's an official Watchmen podcast with Craig Zabin and Damon Lindelof and they do an episode every three Watchmen episodes so this was the sixth Watchmen episode so they did an episode after this and one of the things that Lindelof said that I thought was really interesting was he could make an argument that the graphic novel was the sequel Watchmen was the sequel to some previous work of uh Minutemen right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that you were kind of you were focused on you know rorschach and laurie and dan and dr manhattan because they were the ones in front of you and you had to catch up on what had happened with the minute
1: yeah 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 i agree
0: sure. so so his argument is you know that that's this is what's going on here you're focused on angela and wade and will and uh you know laurie i guess still um and you have to catch up on what happened before. I see, I see, I see what
1: he's saying. Mm-hmm. I think that watching the comic did it better. But that being said, I also know the comics. So I, mm-hmm. I guess the issue is that I would have had to have watched this without ever reading the comics to get a true understanding. Right. But I feel <laughs> like it doesn't explain it as well as the comics did about the Minutemen. That's right. how I feel about it. Okay. But, yeah, I'm not sure. Because like, Here's what I'll say. He's got the... And he's got a harder position of – he's got both people that have read the comics, and you know they don't want it all being – talking about the past. But he's right. got people that's never seen the comics. Watchmen, the comics, on the other hand, no one's read about the Minutemen because <laughs> right. it didn't exist. So yeah. you know yeah, he could talk about it more, and it'll be more interesting because everyone will find it interesting. So, I, I mean, it's, it's – uh, it's, I don't think
0: he – yeah, I, I said the point there. Yeah. So uh, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is I don't think – that anything about Hooded Justice here, the origin story, uh, is contradictory to anything that was said about Hooded Justice in the graphic novels. I think that I think that w- the the origin story they've created fits in with what you know about him from the graphic novels.
1: For the most part, but they I think they add a little bit of leeway. Cause because for example, they said he's supposed to be really tall, very strong, mm-hmm. but in the episode, like a reporter says like, you know, like, superhuman strength but what it just seems to be is like a legend has been made of him, right? This guy fighting crime that he mm-hmm. must have superhuman strength. He must, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I I guess he gets strength from his anger, as he keeps putting it. But yeah, I don't think he has superhuman strength. It's just kind of like a legend that's kind of been bulked up. Here's right. something is, did he see those comments, like those Nazi comments he was accused of? I know in
0: right. past readings and stuff, or is yep. it simply the legend of him or did he really do it to like so yeah. somebody that that did not come firsthand that was uh was it um, Hollis Mason was that in under the hood where he said that, that yeah. the hood of justice was a possible Nazi sympathizer yeah I believe so okay see to me it, the way I reconcile that with this and again hmm. the, I the, Alan Moore wrote that in 1986 or 80 I think it was 86 he, he wrote that in the 80s. Without this in mind, right? Yeah, so this yeah, is, yeah. This is, this is Lindelof and the other writers. Still rhinos. though. Still,
1: same yeah. universe. You got to count yep, it all. Same off.
0: universe. So, um, But the way I reconcile that is that th- that sounds like what Nelson, Captain Metropolis, would have been feeding the others in order to protect Will's identity. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But like. Yeah. yeah I see what you're saying.
1: And I'm fully fine with... I basically, I guess, I would just like to know. I, I think that's what it mm-hmm. more is because I, I can fully accept the fact that even if he said it himself, just to kind of keep his identity more mm-hmm. in wraps. Like I could even, like I'm fine with that too. I'm just, I guess, I'm just kind of curious, mm-hmm. and I don't think they'll answer just because it's a very passing detail. <laughs> Maybe they will, but I, I don't think so. But yeah, I mean, that's basically what my only question. But otherwise, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. They they do fit into the continuity. I love how they. Show the light on the Mm -hmm. Minutemen. I already Mm -hmm. kind of had that idea with. I I mean, I thought about like, you know, was it more crime fighting or is it more of a business type of thing? But I thought Mm -hmm. more like crime fighting. But this really sheds it as it looks like mostly a business thing going on. (laughs) They started shelling Doctor or not
0: Doctor Dollar Bill. We got (laughs) glad we saw him. I don't know. Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think one of my favorite things about this episode is how you see the trauma within the trauma. So it's like layered trauma. So you're seeing him, for example, will you're seeing him be propositioned by these guys in the police car, you know, come have a drink with us. And as they drive away, you're seeing the people dragged behind the car, just like he would have seen in the Tulsa massacre. Mm -hmm. Right. You're seeing his mother play the piano at different points along the way. You're seeing uh, the, when the building's burning, you're seeing him, watch Tulsa burn on the way out. So you're seeing what it's, it's like a a memory within a memory, which is just a, a really cool concept, but it also just informs so much of how he's responding, how he's reacting. You're seeing how that trauma from the Tulsa massacre is kind of instigating the decisions he's making and the way he's responding in the moment that we're seeing, which it's, it's, it's amazing. I, I love that about it. I would also like to say the the way they went about reminding the
1: audience of certain things. Now, I pride myself, potentially, <laughs> and I did remember about Bass Reeves. Okay, I did good. remember about you know him being a kid out in that field and picking up that girl. And maybe that was June. And it turned out to be June. Uh-huh. But they did a very good about showcasing that stuff and showcasing other things from his past that I don't even know if they showed before or like, I probably did forget and I'm thankful that they did, but yeah, they did a very good job of showing. Not only are we looking at a memory, but yeah, showing the memory of his memories and just in such a great cinematic way.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, And then I also love uh, just if I, we can shift to Angela for a minute. Like, how does she respond to this now? Like th- this is like bombs being dropped on her. Mm-hmm. It seems, seems like she's going to make it right. So it seems like she, she didn't die at least not in this episode. Uh, so how do, how do you respond to that? Knowing that this was your grandfather and what your grandfather went through here, mm-hmm. you know, I, knowing that, that Judd was not who he said he was. Yeah. The Cyclops are,
1: out and mm-hmm. about the, mm-hmm. I, I i've been wondering like what is will's secret especially you know from last episode too you know like, yeah. what is the secret is it really gonna live up to the hype like what is this this is beyond like, i would have <laughs> never in a thousand years thought this was the secret
0: this is that was a great that's oh. a class secret i'm so i'm so that's glad secret. you never picked up on that i was like you know i was like, every, every episode i was like oh he's gonna notice he's gonna notice it's a, the so first, where are the hints? Yeah, where are the hints the, that holding the noose? very, the very first. He's holding, move, the, noose. The, he's holding the noose. He's yeah. and every scene we see him, and he he has a hood and a red jacket. Uh, so he like the, the costuming was intentional to mm-hmm. uh, to elicit that potential. Um, you know, if if you believe that he strung up Judd, mm-hmm. then he, that that would be representative of very uh, someone very strong. Yeah right. Um, Even though he didn't really hang him up or string him up though. Right and uh, right exactly. But and it times out. Just the the timeline works where he. pays hooded justice. Yeah, yeah. For how old he is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So uh, so I, I really I really thought that at some point I was going to have to say, oh, interesting theory. But no, <laughs> so, I but... never. No, I never
1: never expected it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm I'm so h i am i am so I wonder what you were thinking because when I was reading the comic and I got to like the Hollis yeah. Mason part, like chapter yes. three or four, and I was like, Man, I've said Huda Justice died. It's so cool though. Like <laughs>
0: it could be like oh. John Rolfe or whatever. <laughs> oh. So I, cool. when, when you said that you you loved Huda Justice and you just like wish you knew more about Huda Justice, I was so excited. <laughs> I was like, Oh, oh man, I can't wait till this episode, episode six oh man i'm
1: so happy too yeah he is, he was like you know dr manhan i i've been really glad with what the series has done with the the older characters mm-hmm. see if, seeing him with the new like and she's really cool but i love what they did with lori and yep. despite not seeing dr manhan or rorschach i mean they have super big impact i mean especially especially rorschach yep. dr manhan still i mean they still reference him and mm-hmm. vite has a huge i mean he's
0: they are still, head- yep. yeah, now hooded justice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh It's good stuff. Uh So before we gush too much, mm-hmm. I don't want us to gush too much about our favorite scenes because I want to guess our favorite scenes here. I think I have a good idea of what yours might be. All right. Uh, because I think it might be the scene that gave you that... J- audibly jump out of your seat and and scream at the TV um, when he puts that hood on and it breaks up the mugging. All right, okay.
1: (laughs) I think your favorite scene... There's so many good scenes. I know. Uh,
0: And none of them are very long, either. (laughs) I
1: know. It's very quick-paced scenes. I was like, oh, that's gonna be a quick one. I I was scared it was gonna get confusing. But it didn't. It was very good linearly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For example, they did a good job of showing passage of time. The kid, for example. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Um, Your favorite scene. I think it's when they. um, When Hooded Justice is jumping through the window and they bring Angela to for a brief moment. You see Mm -hmm. Lori speaking, then Cal. And, you know, Angela is blinking and tearing up. I Mm -hmm. think that's I think that's your favorite scene. Okay, All right. Uh, You didn't get me. Mm-hmm. you did not get me either. Although really? I'm very, because, because I, I, it was my favorite scene. I did put it as my favorite scene, but I thought about it after I watched and went, listen, I had a great reaction to that. But if I'm looking at it per scene quality, like that's not the mm-hmm. best scene, right? I think okay. So, Basically, had I watched this yesterday, this episode, you probably would have gotten me right. But since <laughs> I have watched it a bit ago now and I had some time to think about it, I swapped okay. it to um, the scene I guessed for you
0: because I had no idea what to guess for you. So I oh, just, okay. I guessed my favorite scene. That is a great scene. That is not my favorite scene. But t- tell me why you love that scene so much. Uh, well, what I like about the scene
1: is just... First of all, I was scared that we were going to leave this time period. So I was like, oh, we're we going to leave? I don't want to leave. This is like, I want to oh, see now. Yeah. Like now that I know he's Hooded Justice <laughs> and stuff, like I want to, I want to like get a bit more into it. Like yeah. you know, let's see a bit more. So that was one aspect of it. Seeing Lori kind of update us in the real world, and it seems as though Angela's scared. Like well, I, I'm curious to the effects of Angela seeing Cal read to her. So I, I guess it was just a very good breakup. Mm-hmm. In the episode, and then it was basically confirmation of like once you went dark again, I was like, okay, looks like the rest of this episode mm-hmm. is indeed, you know, we're gonna learn about hooded justice. And then I made mean, me really like excited basically when she yeah. went back into her coma. So that's all sounds
0: dark saying you like that, but hi, <laughs> well, excited that you get to stay in the universe, but also excited to know that she's not dead she's she, the, yeah. like they, they have had some success on reviving her
1: so. yeah yeah well my concern wasn't she was gonna die
0: yeah gotcha. Gotcha. So all I think right she on. so you're all yeah right. your favorite. yeah so my my favorite scene actually you did reference it already is when june has will recount the bass reeves movie and convinces mm. him to keep wearing the hood and the makeup yeah uh, i which uh, that first of all it's it's amazing cinematography uh, cinematography because you you're you're seeing everything you've already seen right and you're seeing all these parallels and you're seeing how that moment which is the source of everything for him like that's the moment his life changed and here it all is now all kind of come full circle and that's where he picked up june now he's with june it's where he's he was watching this black man in a hood chased down this white criminal. Right. And mm-hmm. he just did that in the alley. He was the black man in the hood chasing down the white criminals. Uh, you know, it's, it's June's really savvy comment that if you want to keep doing, if, if you're like, a badge is not going to get you justice, you're not going to get justice with the badge. You're going to get justice with that hood. And if you're going to do this, you're going to have to convince them that you're white, because there's no way that they're going to have a black hero. You know, she asks, she asks him, all those people who were applauding him at the end, were they white? And he says, yes. And it's like the only way this works is if you're also white. So that's where the the mask under the mask comes from. Go it's on. just, it's, it's amazing. It's <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I love this. Scene, this episode so much. It's a really good episode. <sighs> yeah. Hmm. Anyway, uh, th- I mean, this is, uh, uh, and uh, to a certain extent, like I, I don't feel like qualified to talk about so much of this episode <laughs> because, mm-hmm. like, first of all, just cinematography uh, from a filmmaking standpoint, like, th- there's so much here that I've never seen, I've never even imagined that i, I just, how can i i not gonna we do anything justice as far as that goes but second of all like as, as a white person myself i i feel very un very uncomfortable with saying too much about the these memories because i mean my god i, I this is not something i've ever had any experience with i never will and and it's it's so sad to to see it play out like this, but Which be incredibly sad. Yeah, yeah. They,
1: they portray the time period. Yeah, it, they. I mean, I guess it's a big theme of the series. I mean, it starts off with the Tulsa mm-hmm. massacre. Mm-hmm. Race relations were. I mean, it's been an issue throughout the series. We've seen with like the Redford mm-hmm. uh, reparations, people said the museum, mm-hmm. and now we see it in its flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, race relations are a huge part of the series. I, yeah. I guess they, do, they do, do a very good job of highlighting it and showcasing it. Yep. And how it formed Hooded Justice. What a cool guy.
0: <laughs> what a great
1: guy. A great guy. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I will say one other thing, too, is that mm-hmm. what this episode does for me with Will Reeves, because that's the character Will Reeves, like the old guy. I was like, mm-hmm. hey, he's kind of interesting. But, I, I mean, he's kind of all mysterious. Like, yep. I don't. I don't really know much about him. I'm not that into him. Right. But, I mean, this episode.
0: Now you
1: are. I, I he, he might be my favorite character now. Right, I know. <laughs> the
0: spoiler alert for the character rating later. But Speaking of okay. the characters, young Will Reeves. Did you recognize young Will Reeves?
1: Not, when, when we not, say young, not like kid. when, he, when like he was like a Police cop.
0: officer. Police officer Will Reeves. Did you recognize him? Who is he? No. Okay, he was also in The Leftovers. Tell me. It, it, it's Michael. It's uh, M- uh, Michael Murphy. Um, so, Regina King, who plays Angela, was oh! Michael's mother. Really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look at him.
0: Yeah. Goes yeah. from kid to cop. <laughs> right. Right. That's cool. Yeah. That's oh bad. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, Lindelof apparently does like to, you know, use familiar people from time to time. Yeah, I guess
1: he was a good we actor. Saw,
0: <laughs> we saw Colleen from Lost in the last episode. Yeah. And now we see Michael from The Leftovers in this one. Anyway, I think, Kurt, it that it's time to enter the recap. <laughs> Okay, the opening title shows us Watchmen in these bright yellow letters and then uh, cigarette inhales, exhales, blows smoke across Watchmen and turns it into Minutemen, which I thought was really cool. But uh, the opening scene is a scene from American Hero Story, which is uh, this is this is probably my least favorite opening scene of Watchmen so far. I still thought it was a really cool one. <laughs> I,
1: I was still into it because <laughs> I I mean, I was like I don't like how they're at making him show his
0: face and stuff. <laughs> but it was still cool to watch. <laughs> okay. All right. So in this in this scene from American Hero Story, there are two cops that tell Hood of Justice uh that Captain Metropolis is cheating on him with J. Edgar Hoover. And they want the photos of Gardner safe, which is behind his white horse painting. Did you catch that part? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, similar to Judd's painting. Yeah, Judd's painting there. Yeah. What was the title of the Marshall Feats of the Marshall feats of Comanche Horsemanship? There you go. Uh, in exchange, they'll destroy the photo that they're about to take of his face. So say cheese. And he beats them to death, presumably. He does say it. Like, yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, that's all work of fiction, or at least uh, historical fiction, I suppose. Uh, And it's my most generous, I'll call it historical fiction. (laughs) Um, PD's seething watching this. Oh, PD is not happy. Um, But Lori. Uh, tells tells the cops in the precinct watching this to turn it off because she needs to tell Angela about the dangers of nostalgia, especially taking someone else's nostalgia. Now, we already went over that at the end of episode five based on material from the PDPedia, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time with this. Suffice it to say, it's very dangerous to take somebody else's nostalgia. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: She needs, Lori needs uh, Angela's consent to have her stomach pumped, but it's too late. She's already started hallucinating. So
1: is that like a, a like a rule in our time like in our time period or is that just a watchman time period thing because I feel oh. like they would just pump your stomach without your consent
0: oh yeah I feel like they would just pump your stomach without consent as well I, mean, I think that's to do with life. well I think it's because cool. she was I think it's because she was um, conscious still mm-hmm. like you can't just like cuff somebody down and pump their stomach oh fair. okay I think, I, but you know, once she went unconscious, I'm sure they could have. I don't know. Well, I'm most cases, maybe it's just like similar to how the police need to get
1: permission to like get their gun and you know all these other protocols mm. they seem to do. I just wonder if you can't just pump someone's stomach. You do need consent to do that.
0: That's possible. I'm Not sure, good. but anyway. Okay. Well, we get to Will's graduation from the police academy, his badge ceremony. Uh, the white officer passes him by so that the black officer can pin his badge on, and he warns Will, "Beware of the Cyclops."
1: After- <laughs> I, was, I was about to say after this, I was looking for a person with an
0: eye patch. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like,
1: "All right, okay, who's got the eye patch?" <laughs> that guy, I like rewound. No, that yep. guy didn't have the eye patch. All right, we'll yep. right, see.
0: But interesting connection between Cyclops here. Using psychic mesmer- mesmerism to uh, kind of brainwash people or uh, subliminally suggest murder to people, uh, versus in the 80s, the cyclopic squid using Oh, you're right. To I forgot the squid people. was yeah. a cyclops. I guess yeah. all squids are, aren't they? Do they I, all have one eye? I don't think so. I think they have two but this this that particular squid was and they showed us that squid and I'm not going to lie episode. right now I could believe right now that squids have two eyes I
1: could believe they have one eye I could even believe they have zero <laughs> eyes just look at like, like, I have no idea actually how many eyes this squid I'm has.
0: Pretty, pretty sure they have two but there that's beside on. the point Anyway, beware of the Cyclops afterwards he has drinks with June who's a reporter uh, who is worried about what he'll do now that he they've given him a gun and a stick because he is an angry man he won't give attention to his past trauma from the massacre. She thinks that's why he's angry. We see Will's mom playing the piano as he walks his beat. We see a newspaper headline that says "Nazis Marching West." And the headlines, I think they actually say, um, I think also in that same paper, maybe there was a uh, mention of a Nazi rally at Madison Square Garden. I then I see the uh, rally poster. Okay, maybe, maybe not. Was, I know. Lindelof, I, I didn't, well, I'm saying I did not look very like hardly at the other ones. Right. Well, Lindelof does mention that in the podcast that right mm-hmm. around this time there was an American Nazi rally in Madison Square Garden, Ooh. which is what the squid fell on in the 80s. <clears throat> anyway, he notices, uh, he witnesses this guy, Fred, starting a fire at a Jewish deli, and he arrests him. Although Fred doesn't seem to care very much. <laughs> when he goes to book Fred at the mm-hmm. station, a white officer sticks up for Will and makes Fred apologize for the racial slur that he used. But they'll book him. Don't worry about it. And then he hits him with the Cyclops. <laughs> hits him with the Cyclops, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that OK symbol on the forehead, which is even, even now kind of a dog whistle, a racist dog whistle. The, they supposed to use them that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm. That's pretty,
1: pretty brazen way of doing it. Though, just go eh, I'm taking them, and holding it to yep. your forehead like that. Oh
0: yeah. It's not very secret, anyway. No, exactly. Outside the precinct, Will gets introduced to Superman. At the oh yeah, this, that was this, cool. this yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, uh, who is also sent safety by his father, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so in the the Superman's origin story is that his planet's planet is ex- about to explode, and his parents send him to safety. they' you know launch him off into safety, and that's almost exactly what happened in episode one of the Tulsa massacre. yeah but he gets bumped into by free Fred. <laughs> <laughs> now the officer at the desk tries to gaslight will and tell him that he doesn't know what he's talking about. so I want to stop you right there because I don't yeah. I think it's
1: from the idea of him seeing his memory problems. So right here, I made yeah. a note saying, is Lori watching all of this? like is is this like is she wa- like, does she see and is Angela acting it out basically or saying this?
0: Okay, so I yeah, want noted. I think this is as P-D-P-D-A- as P-D-P-D-A time, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. As good as time, yeah, yeah, good as time. I need to to mention that in the PDPD, which we'll get to later, there is a note in there that says that Angela talked through the whole thing, yeah, yeah. So, so. Lori's not seeing it, but she's hearing mm-hmm. at least I imagine that Angela is speaking the words that Will would have spoken exactly, yeah, so so. Anyway, uh so this guy at the desk tries to gaslight Will into thinking that you know never really happened, but then he pivots to pleading with him to just leave it alone. He's tra- <laughs> trying to help you here. I'm one of the good racists. <laughs>
1: I just don't want you getting lynched here.
0: Yeah. Well, so and this is another theme that Modlaw talked about quite a bit is this idea of you got Joe Keene, Senator Keene. you've got this guy at the desk, you've got Judd Crawford all kind of saying yeah, I, I'm I'm working with the racists, but don't worry, I'm one of the good racists. I'm trying to, <laughs> pro- true, yeah. trying to protect you people, right? You know that's yeah. that idea. So anyway, um, that's kind of the vibe that I get from this guy. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the white cops try to get Will to join them for a beer, but he declines and he sees these bodies being dragged behind the car. Which I that might be my favorite shot in the episode. Oh, I was not expecting it. Yeah. And yeah. They were in color too. Yep. Yeah. it's just something so, so special about seeing that. Like that, this is what he's thinking of when these people ask him out for a, for drinks, he's thinking, you know, the, the, of, of the connection to white people dragging dead black bodies behind them mm-hmm. in Tulsa and the, during the massacre and good vibes on his part. Yeah, apparently, because they corner him, they beat him, they kidnap him, they hood him, and they hang him. They cut him down just before he dies. They call him the N-word, and they tell him to stay out of white folks' business, or else next time they won't cut him down. Now, he walks home, noose on his neck, hood in his hands, and he witnesses a mugging. He masks up, and he beats down the muggers. (laughs) This is the beginning of Hooded Justice. What a cool, what a cool origin story. Uh, it really is. It's a really cool origin story for it's a hero. A, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And back home, he admits to June that, yeah, he is angry. Uh, the next morning, we get my favorite scene. Uh, he's a hero in the paper, and he recalls the Bastard's movie and how the white townspeople saw him as a hero. Uh, and June makes up the area around his eyes, makes it, makes it up to look like he's white. And tells him he's going to get justice with the hood, not the badge. And that white people need to believe he's one of them. Mm -hmm. So he takes up that mantle. And his first target is Free Fred, who owns the Cyclops grocery store. He busts in. He busts the KKK robed heads. Mm -hmm. And he finds a mesmerism book. But when the fight gets into the storefront, Fred fires on him. And he bursts through the window. And mem- and the memory freezes. And then we get your favorite scene. Yeah. Uh, this is a this is a very cool visual, first of all, just seeing Angela kind of suspended in the, in the air with all these mm-hmm. glass particles around her and uh, and Lori kind of just walking in where she in this memory that where she has no right being, uh, and Cal as well mm-hmm. trying to bring Angela back after being sh- that that shot of adrenaline that they gave her. She's yeah, just communicating but, with her eyes, mm-hmm, to blinking, but it is all to no avail because she's going to stick around in the memories. And the next memory is of Nelson Gardner coming to the Reeves home to recruit Hooded Justice to the Minutemen. He says he believes that Will is feeding Hooded Justice intelligence from the police station, Uh, although later we will come to find out that Nelson knew that he was Hooded Justice as soon as he saw him. But June is 100% opposed to Hooded Justice participating in the Minutemen. Nelson also (laughs) probably notices this little touch of the fingers as he passes his business card over to Will because the very next scene is Will and Nelson having sex. (laughs) <laughs> very quick affair. <laughs> yes. Uh, he, he knew Will was in a justice as soon as he saw him. And he's excited to have him in the Minutemen. But the others can never see him out of costume and makeup. So Nelson is here confirming what June already told him. They're going to have to believe that you're white. <laughs> June has Will tell her the story of how they met. And we find out actually, that June...
1: Wait, okay. Can,
0: can we, we actually go back to the last scene before you go going with that? I just want to yeah. note out how
1: they have this theme of being a masked vigilante is a sex thing or like mm. a sexual because they the end the scene with nelson and will of next time let's do it with our outfits right which i, I don't know if will's perspective is that but nelson seems to i so i, I just want to
0: point that out that was a thing too in the comics as well of, you know right well and that's and they they mentioned it in american Hero story in the they very did. first scene here that you know one <laughs> of them thought the news was about bringing the justice and the other one thought the news was about sex stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right just wanna so they kept up on that <laughs> we saw it with uh laurie and del Petey in episode three. Oh, oh you're right yeah, cause they, yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah no you're right
0: she had him wear the mask
1: <laughs> <laughs> for so. guy, yeah i had him wear the mask yeah
0: so. Yep. I think it was Sally Jupiter, the, the original Silk Spectre, who insinuated in an interview that a lot of them did it because of that. Not Maybe not a lot of them, but there was a, a chunk of them that were in it for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, June has Will tell her the story of how they met, which is that she was the baby that Will saved after the massacre. And now she's having a baby. At a press conference presenting Hooded Justice, Captain Metropolis cuts him off just as he's about to present evidence of the vast and insidious Cyclops conspiracy. Instead, Nelson shifts focus to Moloch the Magnificent. Now, (laughs) this is a big slap in the face for Will because, he I mean, it seems like most of why he joined was to bring down Cyclops, and he thought that he could have some help doing so. Uh, and actually, Nelson promised that he would have helped doing so. So it's a he's big good He's good for optics. He's good for optics. <laughs> sort of justice, we, need, we gotta worry about the brand here. I guess, I guess so. Yeah, they need him because he's the he's the OG. He's the original master vigilante. So we see time passing, and and the Reeves' son growing. This would be Angela's father, mm-hmm. right? There's a mass killing at a movie theater, and Will. Uh, as a police officer goes to investigate and there's a woman in there that thinks she might have done it, but because she heard voices in her head, telling her to hurt people will connects this to that mesmerism book that he found in the back of the grocery store. And he tries to convince Nelson to get the others to the warehouse where he followed the projectors too. But Nelson isn't going to help with this, with the Cyclops Cyclops stuff. Uh just decided. Everything with you, Will, is Cyclops, Cyclops, Cyclops. We're not going to help with that. You're not thinking about the brain. You're not thinking about the big picture here, Will. Yeah, <laughs> it's not our cup of tea, says Nelson. Uh, anyway, uh, Fred is there and and offers Will free steaks. It's his warehouse after all. Doesn't recognize him.
1: Yeah, I love that, <laughs> oh, yeah. that.
0: It's like this is a guy that Will can never forget. This, this guy is burned into Will's brain, and yet Will is not even important enough to Fred to remember at all. Yeah.
1: He got Thanos. Yeah.
0: Okay. I don't don't get that reference, but most of you listeners probably do. Thanos forgets someone, yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, Will shoots him in the head. So that's the end of Fred. He then enters the warehouse, kills all the cops, and there are a few other people there who don't are at least aren't dressed like cops. maybe they are. I don't know, but he he shoots all of them or he kills all of them, including the one who's recording the subliminal messages saying, "Kill the black people, but don't harm the white people." and then he burns down the whole place, and as he's watching the warehouse burn, he flashes to Tulsa burning. Hmm. He also takes one of the projectors on. He does. He does. And he takes it home to find his son, Marcus, dressing up as Hooded Justice. He aggressively tries to undo the bank up. Um, but June intervenes, and she sees that his anger has not lessened because of Hooded of Justice. It has fed. And so she's taking Marcus back to Tulsa without Will.
1: I will say here, I do kind of feel bad for Will in the aspect that June really egged him on to wear yeah. his mask. And now she's like, yeah. this mask has done nothing but bad to you. Yep. Should have never worn it. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh.
0: I'm sure she's feeling all kinds of guilt about doing that in the first place. Yeah. I'm sure she feels like she or it's she really felt complicated. like she was helping. Like I'm sure yeah. she thought it would help to to get some of that aggression out, but, but it did not work. It did not. So And then final the final memory we get as the Judd hanging. Will turns out used his mesmerism flashlight to get Judd to hang himself. Despite Judd claiming that he's trying to help, but he also wasn't denying having the Klan robe in his closet. And you know, like like Lindelof said, and Craig Zabin—maybe it was Zabin—I can't remember. One of them said, "You know, I, I'm one of the—he's one of the good racists, right? <laughs> <laughs> trying to help." Anyway, then the memories start flooding and an older woman says she's bringing Angela home. So this is someone we haven't seen. We have we didn't see this woman in any of the memories. We haven't seen her in real time. So So I, so there, I just I thought this was like
1: old June. Okay.
0: <laughs> but I have no way of knowing that or anything. Okay. Well, Angela wakes up and Lady True is there waiting. She <laughs> I is And she's the, got an IV as well. Yes, she's in the care of Lady True. <laughs> there you have it okay that's the that's the end of the episode i ran through yeah. that quite quickly actually
1: okay. yeah. well I, i'm very curious to what um true deals with uh will reeves mm-hmm. what, what's going on here I mean, oh maybe, yeah let's have some plan of some sort I don't know. i'm just curious right here.
0: well you can almost kind of see what will gets out of working with lady true right you know, he gets to get, put his memories in pill form, get his memories into his granddaughter mm-hmm. so that his granddaughter can have, I mean, they, these are basically empathy pills at this point, right?
1: Well, I can see so, why he couldn't explain yeah. it to her.
0: I, I mean, if if I could, if you'll allow me to make a centaur world reference here, <laughs> Angela gets her backstory magic in this in this episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, what, a, what, a, what a universe we live in, Mrs. Sal. we can up
0: Centaur World and uh, watch, man. <laughs> I know, I know. Yes, folks, if you want to check out our Centaur World coverage, we have an interview with the creator of Centaur World, Megan Nicole Dong. It's up there in our feed. Check it out. Uh, great, great animated series on Netflix, but uh, I, I'm digressing. Uh, yes, I am interested to see as well that, uh, what happens from here with, uh, are, are we going to find out? what kind of deal these two have will and Lady true because as i said will will clearly gets this out of it he gets his granddaughter to know him and understand him you know he gets to take down cyclops you know he had judd hang himself you know if if he believes that judd was was cyclops which he clearly did he made the cyclops symbol at judd
1: yeah, he didn't question it or anything.
0: So you can kind of see a, a, quite a bit of what Will gets out of this deal. We don't yet know what Lady True gets out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm I have no idea. I mean, I guess he's hooded justice, so that might mean <laughs> something. Maybe it's the technology he has of this mind control stuff that's pretty strong, <laughs> especially if you're a businesswoman like True. And the smartest woman alive, apparently.
0: Ah, I believe you are referencing the PDpedia. So, how about we we how about we go right into that? Actually, let's let's peruse that PDpedia. Okay, we've got three articles. This is actually uh, relatively voluminous compared to the previous few. Uh, that's episodes. a big word. We'll <laughs> we'll it. Like that. <laughs> 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 it describes itself, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, we've got a, a memo from Lori, not from Agent uh, Delpedi, but rather from Lori. We've got uh, a memo from... Agent PD as well, which contains the will of Nelson Gardner, uh, and we have an article about Lady True, Lady True Factor Fiction. I think I'd like to end with that one since that for right. the it, episode ended. The world. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah, let's start so off let's... with the. Oh, sorry, you can... no, you, you, you got it, you got it. Go ahead. Oh, uh, what about Agent Blake's?
0: Yes. Right. So Agent Blake sends this memo to the Anti-Vigilante Task Force, in which she, by the way uh, so it lets everybody know that she does read Dale's memos, Dale P. D. S. memos. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. Yes, it is very good. It's written as though Lori wrote it, obviously, because Lori did. Um, but she is suspicious of Wade. She says that we, we got to get over to mirror guy's house and bring him in. He flipped on a bar too fast. And given what I just heard, I can't rule out that, that he is cavalry. Now, we know from the end of the previous episode that the cavalry had just arrived at Wade's house heavily armed, by the way. So, Mm -hmm. all right. And what she just heard, what she just heard was Angela uh, talking a lot uh, during these memories. Um, She uh, overdosed on nostalgia, someone else's nostalgia, which apparently the kids call waxing. Have you heard of waxing nostalgic? No, wait, what? I so heard of if, "waxing lyrical." But. I don't know what that means. But you, "waxing nostalgic" is when you just are, are you're reminiscing about the past, right? Oh, okay. Um, so you know, if I if 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 you and I did an episode where we we're like, ah, oh, remember when we recorded all of DOC and Lost, and we well, at least we thought we did, and and then we. Turns out we didn't record anything at That's all. That's not very like, good Hittering. memory. <laughs> but That's it's not waxing. a good one. It's waxing nostalgic. <laughs> anyway. Bad memories. Uh, yeah. But type two fun. Uh, type two fun, exactly. <laughs> so uh, Angela became Will and talked in the memories, turns out. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, she mentions the word Cyclops. What did she say? Like 70 times or something like that? Yeah. 50 times? Mm-hmm. A lot. Anyway, uh, and... Lori does, through that, connect Cyclops to the 7th Cavalry. She says that if they're not directly related, they're at least kissing cousins. Mm-hmm. And then she also says that she's going to go to go to um, Jane Crawford's house. This is Judd's widow and see if she can shake something loose from her. All right. All right. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, anything else you want to add about this one?
1: No, I, I'll say the, I read like, the uh, memos for
0: this one. You did like he, the memos,
1: yes. Well, Laurie's really good, and Pete's that we're about to cover. His isn't his isn't too much history, but half of it is.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of which, let's get over there to uh, Agent Petey's memo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get some information about Captain Metropolis. A lot, a lot of information about that background on on Nelson Gardner, uh, the Minutemen, the Crime Busters. I'm not going to go into any of that. If you want to hear more about that you can listen to our book preview uh, episode uh, before we started covering the tv series anyway um he says that uh he attended a rally uh, pro- sorry uh yeah uh Nelson Gardner died on his way back it seems from re- a rally that was protesting the repeal of the 22nd amendment which the 22nd amendment was the amendment that said that presidents can only uh may I hold the office for two terms okay so we know mm-hmm. that nixon had that repealed and he was president for more than two terms and now redford has mm-hmm. been president for more than two terms as well kind of simplifies things you know? <laughs> yeah, oh boy <laughs> anyway uh nelson gardner lost control the car and crashed into a barrier at high rate of speed and he ejected through the front of the windshield and was decapitated but in a bizarre footnote his head was never found yeah, that's kind of suspicious. <laughs> yeah, it is. Last time we had a Watchman head not found, it was the psychic that they, whose head they used to make the psychic squid. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he ha- desires um, that Will Reeves be the sole beneficiary of his estate according to his will. Now, it is, I think, important to note that Will didn't get Nelson Gardner's will until March 3rd, 1975, even though Nelson Gardner died August 9th, 1974. So we're talking about like seven months or so. So do you think he did not kill him or the? No, uh, that's just informs what it validates, what we're about to hear in the will. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Anyway. And this is, it seems clear uh, according to PD that Mr. Reeves did not hide his face for purposes of showmanship or pageantry but for his own survival it's why would hooded justice remained hooded so he's this is very interesting to him to agent Petey because he as a student of history like he's been very critical of American hero story for inaccurately portraying history and yet here's this piece of history that he never knew so anyway uh we get a handwritten will from Nelson oh Gardner <laughs>
1: it it, it was it was all right cursive, but it was kind of hard for me to read. No, oh, was it? <laughs> I mean, it was all right. I,
0: I, it's I it's not perfect
1: text. It's not bad. I've seen it harder cursive.
0: Apparently, Will never wanted to see Nelson again after they met for the last time in 1955. Although Nelson did receive a letter in uh, with a San Francisco postmark from Will Reeves in 1966. Um, he also uh, Nelson instructs the executors of his will to not contact Will's relatives in Oklahoma. He does not want them involved under any circumstances. And this will, this, okay, this is confusing that the guy's name is Will and this is a will. But anyway, (laughs) uh, this, this will clearly is intended as a form of penance. In fact, Nelson says as much uh, for sins against him and my neglect and subversion of his noble work of decades ago. So here's the penance for Nelson Gardner. And he says, if all else fails, then liquidate my assets and place uh, place the monies in a trust and inform Mr. Reeves that it is there for him if and when he ever changes his mind. So we don't know if we'll ever accept the money, but we know that it was really hard to track him down and that Nelson wanted nothing else done with his money other than it to go to will somehow. I I would like if
1: instead of doing that, he had done. And if he doesn't want the money, donate it to the 7th Calvary. <laughs> donate
0: oh, to God. that.
1: That way, that way he, we will feel obligated to take it. <laughs> give it to the cy, uh, Cyclops. Cyclops. And if you guys don't know what that is, then yeah. make <laughs> sure you tell him that that's
0: what will happen to the Yeah, place. tell him. <laughs> <laughs> that ought to work. All right. All right. Well, let's get into Lady True then. So that that is kind of a wrap on everything from this episode. And then this seems more like a preview for the next episode to me, mm-hmm. because we see Lady True at the end. So we know she'll be involved somehow in the next episode. This is not an interview. But it is an article about Lady True. is, in fact never given an interview. <laughs> so, uh, but what she has done is she has sent HDTVs to every res- residence in the Tri County area as an apology for any inconvenience that the construction of the Millennium Clock has caused, uh, and uh, as well as the occasional atmospheric disruption, whatever that means. I appreciate it. My new TV. My new <laughs> yeah, true man. TV. Exactly. Uh, and then thereafter it's a bunch of fact or fiction lines. So the first, uh, is lady true's mother was a loony parenting guru. And this, this is deemed fact. Uh, her name was beyond may uh, beyond my, sorry. Um, and beyond is the name of her daughter, by the way. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. The so beyond method now. Yeah, exactly. I guess so. <laughs> Not the white method, but rather the beyond method. Um, anyway, uh, Beyond Lady True's mother wrote a memoir about raising a genius that was called, rough English translation, Pachyderm Mom. Now, you know what a pachyderm is? No, I do not. Okay. So a pachyderm is an elephant. Now, do you remember where we've seen an elephant already in Watchmen? I'm just thinking about Bull Elephant in White Lotus. (laughs) Yeah, that's a different series. Yeah. (laughs) Elephant in
1: Watchmen? Yeah. Was it a zoo? No. No.
0: No. Where was there an elephant? Lady there? True had that three-minute hourglass that was all adorned with elephants.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. I, I do not feel bad for forgetting that. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. But, but remember it now because there's okay. some, someplace else I'm going to bring up elephants today. Oh, so Okay. So, but Pachyderm Mom, so Elephant Mom, whatever that means. Anyway, um, Beyond's ambition to mold her daughter into the world's smartest woman. Sound familiar? Yeah, world's smartest man by yeah. Adrian Veidt, right? Uh, brighter than a sky full of stars, and a redemptive blessing to the world planet. No pressure, kid," says the mm-hmm. article. <laughs> and Beyond's methods. How did she propose to do this? Lots of pressure to be great. Okay, uh, she. It was uh, isolation. It was tough love, and it was enhanced transcendental meditation which sounds a lot like the Vite method to me. Or like
1: she used drugs or something.
0: (laughs) That could be too. That could be too. Anyway, very progressive was beyond. She did not name Lady True. She allowed Lady True to name herself when she was five, and she chose the name of a Vietnamese historical figure, Lady True, who was a third-century freedom fighter, uh, and it was a, they, they described her in the article as part Joan of Arc, part Minuteman, the original Minuteman from Revolutionary War times, not the masked vigilantes. But I did a little bit of research into who Lady True actually was, and th- this is a real story. This is actually part of, of Vietnamese history. Lady True, uh, it was almost sounded exactly like that. She led lots of revolts against. Uh, I think it was the invading Chinese forces. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but she also rode an elephant.
1: Oh, okay. So Elephant warfare back then was really freaky, too. Uh-huh. Because imagine never seeing an elephant, because, you know, it's, it's you know, <laughs> the ancient world. And mm-hmm. then you see someone fighting with an elephant. It's What do you do?
0: <laughs> You've never seen an elephant before. I know right. that's what Carthage used to do to people with their little mm-hmm. elephants. There you have it. Okay. So at any rate, so that, there, there's that. Now, uh, yeah, so uh, I wanted to remind you about the pachyderm mom and the three-minute timer. So this is the third connection to elephants that we have. Anyway, uh, item number – or the next item, uh, Lady True's mom tried to murder her when she was 11. She proposed – this is kind of fiction, but here's what did happen. Apparently, she proposed a final exam, duel to the death. On multiple planes of existence, uh, the this, this the idea of what what she would have done this was uh, this is coming from the master of martial arts and physical combat combat that alleged that he was her teacher. Uh, he he told this to Squid World Digest. Uh, now this whole story is blown off by the true spokesperson though i mean yeah this is ridiculous
1: ridiculous Mm -hmm. anyway
0: (laughs) the next item is that lady true has a dozen doctorate degrees not exactly she has several though she has she only has four four phds let's not she got all of them by age 15, or at age 15. Uh, the four PhDs are in astrophysics, nuclear fission, bioengineering, and nanochemistry. She also has a substantial amount of business success uh, used uh, in some th- such things as microfusion, propulsion technology, and, uh, and pharmaceuticals. So there you have it. Anyway, um, she also <laughs> gave this kind of backhanded... Uh, the article describes it as passive-aggressive response when asked oh. about n- nostalgia. So, the, so, nostalgia had been banned at this point, and she was the, the spokesperson for Lady for uh, True Enterprises. It says Lady True grieves for all those who hurt themselves by abusing nostalgia. She's grateful for having had the opportunity to pay reparations for their poor choices. Oh, she she's
1: <laughs> That's a statement. That's a statement.
0: Oofa. Uh... All right, uh, there's a rumor that Lady True's father was the comedian. After all, the comedian did have dozens of children while traipsing around the world. uh, And uh, it is denied that the comedian is her father.
1: Lady True can find out if she wanted to.
0: She probably did. (laughs) She probably knows. Mm -hmm. But all that they're saying is that beyond my... Oh, Sorry. Uh, is that, uh, um, where was it? No, it's that she's being raised without a father, basically. Tr- Lady True has no father. That's yeah. that's the, what the spokesperson said. Anyway, then we get more information about fathers or more speculation about fathers, I guess. The father of Lady True's daughter is also someone famous. There's a rumor that Beyond's daughter or Beyond's father, so Lady True's daughter... The father is potentially President Redford or maybe Carl Sagan or maybe Howard Hughes. But all that the true spokesperson will say is that Lady True does not comment on her daughter, but she does wish the world to know that she is raising her in the manner of her mother. So Lady True is fatherless. Uh, or didn't have a father in her life anyway. And so she's keeping it that way for her daughter as well.
1: good. the buying method, beyond method, (laughs) buying right into it.
0: All right. Uh, another rumor that she secretly finances the Vietnamese liberation front, which is an organization, a militant organization that is fighting for the independence once again of Vietnam. So Vietnam, as we know from the first episode is now a state in the United States. Uh, but there is this Vietnamese liberation front that fights for its independence. Now, she does deny funding it and she rejects militant nationalism in all forms, but Lady True's desire to see her homeland regain independence as a matter of public record. So she does mm-hmm. want it. She wants she kinda wants them to win, just not violently. I love
1: when Watchmen does all this like rumor stuff. Uh, it yeah. is, it's like, oh, is It's is, like is it is it, is it true?
0: Yeah, is it a rumor? I, I don't <laughs> know.
1: Like all these rumors, oh, yeah. could be true. Could you be. Know, could could be. James Rolfe be Hood of Justice?
0: R- yeah. Rolfe Mueller.
1: Rolfe Mueller. Thank you. Could could he be Hood of Justice? <laughs>
0: Maybe. Maybe. I guess but not anymore. Now. Not, not at this point. <laughs> uh, next item. Lady True is in love with Doctor Manhattan. She clearly has blue on the brain. Uh, So we're talking about Manhattan booths, synthetic lithium, the eye over Mars, which records Dr. Manhattan building and destroying sandcastles. So there you have it. This is denied as well, but there you have it. (laughs) And finally, the Millennium Clock is an actual time machine is the last rumor. This is just outright denied by the spokesperson. But the writer of this article says, perhaps time will tell. <laughs> so funny. So funny. So, so funny. At any rate, there you have it. That's the PDPedia for this week. Uh, that's some good stuff in that the PDPedia. That, PD-pedia? Yeah. that lady true article is like that. That's more, more even rumors about lady true than anything we know from the series so far.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's so. like, it's some of those rumors. I'm I'm, I'm assuming maybe some of them are going to pan out to be true. Uh Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: they at least get you thinking about those questions. Surely. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So I think then it's time to check the time. All right. (gasps) Mr. Sal, it's Mm -hmm. TV time. It sure is.
1: Hey, no time. Look at TV time.
0: All right, Kurt. uh, on a scale from one to five, what do you think the folks at uh, TV time (laughs) gave this episode? I think this would be a pretty easy TV time. I think they gave it a five. Uh, This seems like a layup, right? 84% said five. Yes. Only 84%. I really thought it'd be higher. I I really thought it'd be higher than that. I know. 84%. 84%. But what do you suppose they said about the favorite character? Now I will first guess your favorite character. And I believe that you said, will all right. Yeah, you're right. (laughs)
1: i think you, yours and the people's are will and i want to say the people said 83 percent.
0: okay so uh, yes mine definitely was will but i have a I have a confession to make this was misleading will is not a votable character oh i thought i was
1: wondering That's what i was wondering too uh,
0: ridiculous crook and phillips are votable characters but not will
1: is just justice a votable character no nope. will nope. is not a votable character really the first character we've seen <laughs> really <laughs> But still alive. <laughs> nope. All right.
0: Well, then they said Angelo. Then I think yes, they said Angelo. Eighty <laughs> percent ridiculous, stupid. isn't that? Uh, I'm, yeah. How how can I like make a note in here? Hey, you should add Will Reeves to this list. I don't know. Anyway, Lady Cheer's not on here either. Remember, we tried to. Oh, you're right. I, yeah. I, I tried. Yeah, to go you tried for to. Episode four. But jeez. Is Senator Keen on there? Senator Keane is not on here. Okay, there are only one, two, three, four, five, uh, nine, nine yeah, characters. Yeah, had would be in the first episode. Is Judd yeah, on there? Basically, uh, except Lori's on here. Judd is on here, and so is his wife. But Judd and Jane are on there. <laughs> Judd and Jane are on there, but Lori's oh on here. Goodness. She was not in the first episode, but she's on here. Ah, oh, jeez. But other than that, it's <laughs> Angela Wade, Lori. Uh, Adrian Vite, Cal, Judd, Crookshanks, Phillips, and Jane. That's it. Mm, Ridiculous. I yeah. I also cool. don't approve. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. but you but you got it right anyway. So good for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and then TV <laughs> time, let me down. Yeah. yeah,
1: this was this was a really good episode. Like, oh, it's amazing. Like, I don't think they're gonna beat this episode. <laughs> it's
0: very good. You know what? I was looking at the IMDb user ratings. This is a nine point two on IMDb user rating. User ratings Oh, there, Really? There, there is an episode coming up at some point later in the season. I won't tell you if it's seven, eight, or nine. Yeah, okay. that is nine point four. It's even oh. higher rated than that one. Like I
1: said, it, it was a very unexpected surprise like oh. this is oh, so good I'm so <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad I like hooded justice <laughs> I know oh and I'm God. happy too because I, I remember after I finished the comics I like wanted to Google a bit about him mm-hmm. and I was like nah I shouldn't I'm glad but you I mean didn't. What it, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought about it I think I like even did it, but then I, I like was like, nah, I don't want to read up about him. Because what if they like, what if they go more into him in the next series? I don't think they will, but
0: yeah, but no, I was, that was, was a good call by you. <laughs> so I'm so happy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, fantastic. All right, well, folks, anything else you want to add about this episode,
1: Kurt? No, I think for this episode. Going to next, I mean, I think some predictions. Just cause All I, right, go for it. I think we're going to see Doctor Manhattan. Okay, I think maybe not next episode.
0: Did you see the preview the for season? next episode? No. Okay. I didn't have a preview. Did you have a preview? I haven't had any previews the whole season. Oh, okay. So, uh, but my HBO keeps <laughs> my HBO go or uh, not HBO go HBO now HBO Max. Max yeah. Sorry, <laughs> my HBO Max keeps just out of skipping to the to the next episode my... uh, without a warning. It's, <laughs> it's it just does
1: it. So. My. I, I, I hit a little X and stop it, and then I just skipped after the credits. But I did it for this one, and there was none that I could see. Mm. I mean, uh, I, like, the other ones had them. So I, I don't know why there was no next um, on, or maybe I did something wrong. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I did not see an next on. Um, I think Lady True wants something with that mind control stuff. It's just a guess. I, I'm not really sure. Maybe she's already using it. I, I think, think was maybe that's what,
0: that's what Will can offer her.
1: Maybe. I mean, that's, I, I, besides that, I have no feasible idea as to what, uh, and uh, we'll see Doctor Manhattan at some point. fight is going to come back to the the rest of the Earth or wherever he he'll come back to the with everyone else at some point. Oh,
0: I should tell you that Lindelof confirmed in the official podcast after episode six, so I, I think this is not a spoiler to say he is on Europa, which is the moon of Jupiter. Europa, all right, all right, which which you you had said, Moon of Jupiter. Yeah, but I said the so, wrong one. Yeah, you like said Titan, which is the Moon yeah. of Saturn. But
1: uh, Europa, what a, I've heard of. I've heard yep, of Europa. Europa. Well, maybe I heard from something else, but Europa sounds familiar. Also, mm-hmm, right. well, anyway. Uh, so yeah, I think he'll come back. And I mean, besides that, I just I, I don't know. I think with the Seventh Calvary, we'll we'll see what comes to head. Besides that, but. Mm-hmm yeah i'm I'm we got, very excited.
0: We've got a lot of spinning plates right now. We got Angela in the custody of Lady True. We've got uh Wade in his house as the seventh Cavalry is arriving. We've got Laurie Laurie on her way to see Jane. what else we've got will we don't know where will is We got hooded justice yeah, yeah, we got hood of justice now <laughs> that's right so and Adrian in the custody of the game warden that's a, <laughs> oh yeah, so, yeah, so. So we'll have to see how all this pans out. But folks, in the meantime, feel free to email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd also love for you to rate the podcast, give it five stars, share it with friends and people you know who might like it. You know, that's that's how we that's how people find a podcast is if people hear about it and it gets rated. Uh, and we would we would love for you to subscribe download like follow whatever you have to do Uh, go back and check out our back catalog we've got lots of great stuff up there including World, which i already talked about but also better call Saul, black mirror dexter new blood the leftovers lost only murders in the building ozark russian doll and the white lotus we're also in the middle of the last of us right now so uh, check that out as well Uh, anything else kurt before i sign off I can't wait to see Doctor Manhattan come back. <laughs> All right, well, folks, try not to wax too nostalgic. Shoe hammer some showhoppers into your day.